Welcome to Black Mesa Radio. This is Season 2. All you Black Masons who have been waiting so desperately for this next season. I am your host, Chase. Josh. Nate. Seth. Alright. We're all different. We're not the one guy. (laughs) Nope. Nope. This is a multiple personality type of thing. Season 2. Let's go. Today we're talking about multiple personalities. No, we're not. That is how we're talking about it. Which is paranormal in that it's not normal. So the topic of the day, listeners... But then again, define normal. <laughs> or one listener. Is uh, the topic of the day is going to be paranormal. Parachuting um, ghosts. We've decided we're going to talk about stuff that just interests us this year. Not that we didn't last time. Uh, this season, not year. So we're going to talk about the paranormal because we just decided... Oh, why not? Are we still doing the uh, space, love, and everything in between? Or like, you know, well, no, today's paranormal. Space, so space it's, it's and ghost paranormal. space. Yeah, you, know what? you know what? I'm just going to start us and over and we're going to do that. It was yeah. so good! Damn! There's no reason to start it over. Okay, so we can just redo it. You get so edit happy. It's gonna be really hard. Okay, only edit if I say something really stupid. Or if any. Yeah, I haven't haven't stopped it because they both yelled at me, so I just kept going. (laughs) So today we're gonna talk about ghost space and everything in between. We're talking about space ghost. You guys misunderstood. Space ghost, coast to coast, and everything in between those two coasts. (laughs) So everything on space ghost, which is everything. I like Brack. I like Brack, too. I love Lamp. That's not related. <laughs> okay, so let's start off by saying, who here, like, just chime in. Who believes in ghosts Raise in your hands. Don't chime in so nobody don't, knows. Don't say anything. That way the audience can say I believe in ghosts, but I don't know what they are. That was Nate talking. Just oh, sh- I think they know. You should end every sentence with, that was me talking. So <laughs> That way they know it's it you. I just like the sound of my own name. Everyone here believes in ghosts of some sort. I actually don't believe in ghosts. Oh. Really? No, I totally believe in ghosts. Are you kidding me? Oh, I was about to say, like, I was about to be very so confused. Many ghost like, you and I have so had lengthy many, conversations about so ghosts. Many ghost I just thought you meant you called them something else, which I was like, okay. I call them poltergeists. I call them poultry. Poltergeist is like specific though, right? I mean, it's something that like takes over. It's like a malicious right? force. Yeah, it's a malicious spirit, malicious force. I don't know. Somebody who's. Any 14, malicious spirit is a poltergeist? It's, it's German, because geist is where we get the word ghost from, but. I don't. I I looked this up one time, and I don't think Polter had to do with aggressiveness. I could be wrong. You. I thought it had to do with like control. Like they controlled something. They controlled According the television. According to Google, a poltergeist is a ghost or other supernatural being supposedly responsible for physical disturbances such as loud noises and objects thrown around. So, so not it's a necessarily spirit, indicative right. of violence, but definitely something that has an effect on the uh, corporeal. Physical yeah. world. What's world. typically called a haunting. So what other the kind of haunting. ghost is there? How would you know that there was a ghost if there wasn't any sort of physical... Cold well, I mean, there could be spots. an apparition. Apparition. Yeah, apparitions. That's a different thing. That's something on its own. Yeah, it's not necessarily a poltergeist. Oppress- just... Oppressive feelings on your emotions. Oh, yeah, dude. Okay. And I think that was more so. like demons and stuff. We're than... almost getting into, I mean, just right off the bat, almost religious things. Because that's even harder to prove. Like, I feel this. There's no way to prove what you feel, at least not in this point in time. That's why... 
well, I'm not trying to get into that, but I think that's why like a, a lot of antidepressants and things like that are like hard to um like prove whether or not they work because like it's all it's about how it makes you feel like yeah. which is a really subjective experience. Part of antidepressants is if it makes you depressed, it makes you want to kill yourself. Like it's like wait, what? It can make it worse. Anyway, I wasn't trying to get into not, that. Not always. I don't know why it I just depends that. on the antidepressants. Not always, yeah. For sure. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Josh just made a sweet edit. <laughs> that you have to leave in. You missed like five seconds of me clearing my throat oh, really loudly. <laughs> it was beautiful. These guys. I think we should go around and talk about the what really solidified our belief in ghosts, whether it was an actual experience or just something else. All right, Nate, let's go with you first. Yeah, let's start with Nate. Uh, it's it's kind of like something you said before, but like there are just too many stories. Like... There's only, there's too many stories, only one of them has to be true. That's kind of my thing. And so, like, when I say I believe in ghosts, I always follow that up with saying, but I don't know what that means. Like, I'm, I haven't nailed it down. Partially because people who haven't really nailed down what they think ghosts are, a lot of times wind up sounding kind of crazy to me. Should I stop talking? No, you're good. Keep going. I'm just trying to get your level, since I had to adjust. Um, I don't know. It's like when you get specific about, like, demons, like, I, Anyway, like, if you get specific about demons and, like, how they look and stuff like that, you start sounding kind of crazy. But if you just say, I believe that demons are a thing that exists, it's like, okay, yeah, like, I could get behind that. I don't know. Like, I, I believe in ghosts, but I don't get very specific because I'm not sure exactly what I, I have, what I believe that So it's more just yet. a general agreement with the... I believe there's something out there that we don't understand that can take, that can sort of take form in, like, an entity of some kind. I don't know. I don't know what that means, though. I don't know if that's like a, a disembodied spirit or like a memory that is held by like a place or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I think I do believe in ghosts. Let's go, Seth. What's well, up? I mean, I don't have anything specific. It's just, you know, things I've looked at, things I've read, the fact that there's so much of it out there. But, you know, thinking about it right now, uh, I've actually read a study not too long ago. I mean, I... I didn't aggressively read it, but you know, I, I looked through it and they're talking about how a lot of in like more modern buildings, you know, when they think that they're haunted, there's uh, a certain way where, you know, like air conditioning vents and stuff can vibrate Ooh. that cause certain feelings, like feelings of dread, feelings of, you know, uh, oh, just I, being I upset. And, you know, it just has to do with the frequency in the air. And it, when they fix that, that goes away. And to, a lot of to be clear, are you talking about? Electric frequencies or sound frequencies? No, he's talking about vibrations. Like vibrations in the air. It's, I guess, more of sound than it would be. So compression waves of sound. Yes. Okay. And it causes feelings of, like, dread, fear, helplessness. And they've found them in not all, but a lot of, like, buildings more, not modern, modern, but, you know, more modern buildings with kinds of air conditioning units and stuff that were supposedly haunted. And, you know, they found out that they give off these vibrations just in how they normally go. And that's why sometimes people will feel these. So I think that there's a lot of things that be, that can be explained by stuff like that. Like that or, you know, sometimes people with, think they see things as just mental illness or other right. things like that. And it's it's a little hard to pin down. I do believe in ghosts still. But yeah. I, I it takes about... a lot of convincing for me to see that. Like, okay, no, that would be something I believe is an actual ghost. And mm, I think that there's another explanation for that. Yeah, I think that happens a lot where people mistake things. But I had heard about the electromagnetic effects that it can have on the brain and, you know, make you feel differently, make you mm -hmm. hallucinate even. I, I had Well, yeah, the, no, uh, you can. The there compression have... wave theory, though. There have been uh, interesting, really 
really interesting studies by, uh, I think it was Princeton. I'm not going to fact check that, so we're just going to say that it was Princeton. Probably it's Princeton. Um, email us. But anyway, what they, yeah, email us, listener. Uh, but what they did is they basically attached, you know, diodes. We can, we can do some manipulation of the brain with, uh, you know, various electrical impulses. Yeah. And Microwaves. They would, yeah, kind of. Well, no, but. So it wouldn't be no? good for your brain. <laughs> you can do microwave experiments on the brain. It's just, you can stick your head in the microwave. Not important, but. Anyways, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so what they would do is they would simulate, uh, the same, like, receptors that go off with, like, fear and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And these people would be convinced that there was, like, a presence in the room, that something was after them, things like that. Wow. And so that was an argument against ghosts, actually, is what they said. Uh, but mm-hmm. then a bunch right. of a bunch of people came out, and they're like, well, what if ghosts trigger that? And then it was kind of back to square one. Hey, that's a brain theory, though. Like, <laughs> well, whether you are the brain or the brain is a receiver. That's... Don't they, like, look Ooh. for electrical fields, too, when they're, like, looking for ghosts, like the ghost hunters or yeah, whatever? Yeah, electromagnetic. They yeah, totally. For... They totally do that. Um, and in a modern building, that also makes sense because in a modern building, like how much electricity, like how much electricity is flowing through the walls, like how many different s- sorts of waves, like you have cell phone signals, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi. Uh, Wi-Fi, like all kinds of different signals flowing through the house. And like, and like, I imagine a lot of that stuff isn't a hundred percent nailed down as to how it affects like the way that you think and things like that. Well, if your brain is electric impulses, which in its own way is a uh, a light spectrum shooting from one neuron to the other, technically, in theory something outside the body could affect your way of thinking, which this kind of almost gets into more conspiracy things where yeah, have, people, have people tested this, have people found a way to control people. Well, hang on. Hang on. Let's, we're getting off subject. Yes, I know. Talk about your, okay, your turn. So your, no, no, no. Seth didn't say why he believed in ghosts. Well, what I said is because it's, I have no specific like personal encounter, personal uh, experience. So what makes you that. think it's still real? Just things I've read, things I've heard, the things I've seen in regards to... So, more evidence-based by uh, secondary sources. Yes, yes. Because I personally, I don't think I've ever experienced anything involving ghosts. Okay. Myself. At least if I do, I don't remember it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, like, really experienced ghosts either. I most definitely have. And I know Chase has, too. Seth, what about that time where you tried astral projection in that That house. was weird. Um, you know, but, but you wouldn't you wouldn't throw it into the ghost category. No, I don't know what well, that was. definitely paranormal though. We should well, we should either talk about it now or jump back to well, it. Well, I'll, we I'll talk about it now since we're on on me anyway. Um it was one time I forgot about this when I was I don't know how old it was, but like You were like 18 or 19? Yeah. No, a little bit no, older no, no, because I, no, it was, was when I it was when I started hanging out with you guys again, which is probably about 2021. Okay, well, either way, it was it was around that age. and uh, The year 2021. <laughs> the distant future. Yeah. The year 2000. <laughs> uh, I had read some stuff about astral projection and, you know, ways to do it, that if you're having, like, a lucid dream, that you would, uh, you know, you put your hands together, look at them, and pull your hands apart. Yeah, I told you about that. That was me. Was it you? Okay. Yeah, no, we, we all talked about it. Well, regardless. Yeah. Uh, I had heard about it, and I decided to try it. And I was taking a nap one day, and I uh, fell asleep, and I woke up, and I realized I was having a lucid dream. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't wake up. I, I realized that I was having a lucid dream. So right. I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. So, you know, put my hands together, looked at them as I pulled them apart, and it felt like I was sucked through, I don't even know how you describe it, like some kind of tunnel. It was crazy. But uh, when I got to... Suddenly, I was outside of my my body, standing by my bed. So you could see yourself? Yeah, I was standing by my bed, looking at myself sleeping. And I was in my room, and it was really weird. 
And then suddenly I felt something like, like south of me, or I think it was south. Yeah, it was for south of where south. I, where I would have been standing. You said it was south. Yeah, it was like just. It felt like this, just angry, aggressive presence that suddenly looked at me. Like it wasn't close to me, but I could tell it was looking at me and it saw me. And I immediately was like, nope, 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 and just like somehow made myself wake up. But it mm-hmm. scared the hell out of me, and I've never done it since. Yeah. I've definitely tried that I, all around the same time, maybe Josh before us because he's Mr. Psychology, but I tried that astral projection thing too, and it really freaked me out because what's funny is I never told Seth my experience. No, he didn't. But when he told me about how it felt, what happened, like honestly, I opened my hands, just the same thing. It felt like I got sucked into this weird... Like vortex tunnel thing. It was like and then I just stretched out. Yeah, yeah. And then I just kind of appeared by myself in my own room looking at my body. So so both of us were having out-of-body experiences. And it really freaked me out. Uh, but I decided to walk around my house. <laughs> but everybody was sleeping, so it was kind of boring. Uh, and then that that's what's funny, though. I can't remember ever going back into my body. I just remember waking up. Maybe you never did. After walking... Oh, my God. <laughs> In that case, who are we? Maybe I'm not Chase. Uh, that's the theory. Perhaps. No, that that's like... That's one of the... Uh, right. Yeah. It's one of the theories, like, that your body is taken by something else, and then you don't know it because you get all those memories. Oh, my gosh. Josh. Uh... It rhymed, but <laughs> I've, I've heard... never heard that before in my entire How life. How crazy! But I, I'd You're completely the first. forgotten. I'm bringing up memories from so many years ago that one of the times, because I was on this kick of uh, trying to get into the astral plane because I, I was having that. so many lucid dreams. One time, I had a lucid dream, and you showed up in my lucid dream. <laughs> yeah, and you were like, "Come with me, Ja," or "Come with me, Chase," and I was like, "Okay." And then you took me to this dude, like, this dude's going to show you what's up. And I was like, all right. So we started walking, and it was some city. I have no idea what it was, but we walked up to the top of a building, and there was lots of people sitting on computers. And I was like, uh, okay, that's weird. And anyway, he's like, D- don't worry about this place. Let's go to the top. That's where the party's at. That wasn't me, by the way. I'm just No, the, this wasn't you. Like, you handed me off to somebody else. No, I'm saying that wasn't me, period. Oh, okay. You guys weren't lucid dreaming together. I got gotcha. you. No, I do I gotcha. believe that can happen. I do, really do, but that wasn't me. Yeah. I, and I lucid dream, lucid dream a lot, Dude. but I don't stray from my own head. If you could lucid dream and then team up, it seemed like it would be way less scary. I don't know, man. Perhaps. But I went to the top of this party, and there was like so much food and good music going on. I was like, this is awesome. And then uh, this fairly large man came up to me with this giant plate with like a whole turkey and lots of other, like, bacon and veggies yep. on this giant platter. And he was handing it to me. I was like, dude, is this for me? He's like, yes. I was like, yes, because, you know, I love <laughs> food. But then he's like, no, 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 it's not for you. It's for me. I was like, why are you handing it to me? <laughs> the story. And oh, my said, gosh. Because oh, you're going to shove it up my ass. And I said, what? No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. I'm going to put a gunshot sound right there. <laughs> 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 But it was it's and then I remember waking up because it really freaked me out. I didn't want to be there anymore. Like, what is going on in this place? Anyways, maybe it was just a dream. But I was 
very hyper aware right of back, what guys. was going on. Call. It's like the second time they've called me. All right. Who is it? But I do believe in ghosts now, but I definitely didn't originally. I used to be a very hyper science is the only thing out there. Like, I believe that ghosts weren't real, demons weren't real, evolution is the only truth out there, uh, anything can be explained physically. And my whole world kind of got turned upside down by many different experiences. Uh, I, I definitely, the most convincing no, forget that. The very first time that something happened to me, I didn't even know what was going on. I was at my house with my friend, and we had to leave. And I tried to turn off the TV to leave, and I did. But as I walked out of the room, it came back on. And I was like... This was not in a dream. This was No, no, no. This is real life. This is definitely real life. He can attest to it if I can find him. And then it turned back on, and I was like, uh, okay. So I went and turned it back off, and it came back on. And they turned it back off and it came back on. I was like, what? I said, hand me the remote. Quit being a jerk. Quit turning on the TV. He's like, dude, I don't have the remote. And so I found it on the sofa. And I was like, this is not possible. What is going on? And so I did it a few more times and it kept coming back on. And eventually I said, forget it. And I just walked out. Now, the only thing, I rationalized it as a short in the cables in the TV. And just making it kept turning on. I have no idea. But that was just the first instance. And other instances, like, something got shoved off my shelf in my closet. This is the most prominent one that sticks out to me. Not the one where you had something enter your apartment? No, no that was my that was my alien theory. So you think that was an alien? You don't think that was a ghost? It, it depends on your definition. Alien it could have been. I think it's... Very similar. I don't think it's the same, but I think they're very similar. Okay. But definitely because I was watching TV and the TV is right by my closet. This is in my bedroom. And for some reason, my gaze was drawn towards my closet, which didn't have a light on or anything. It was open. I was just looking in it like, you know, your eyes kind of glaze over. And then I watched a basket that was on my top of my shelf closet slowly get pushed and falls to the floor. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Maybe you have brain powers. <gasps> that, what? That's what I was hoping. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I'm telepathic. Or psychopathic. Uh, I thought it was eh, telekinetic. Eh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that I'm would be telekinetic. Uh, telekinetic. Yeah, definitely right. Telekinesis, Kyle. Um, Your turn, Josh. That's, that's enough for me. How many stories do you want? Uh, just, what what was the one that convinced you? What was the one that the first one, and then okay. everyone since? Well, everybody else is retarded because we're just like, oh, maybe. No, dude, I've been okay. I am either schizophrenic, or I can see ghosts. There's it's just one of the two, and I think I don't know. My mom can see ghosts, and my grandpa can see ghosts too. So I lean towards the fact that I can see ghosts. Or it runs in the family. Or we're all three schizophrenic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the, but I don't see it often. It's not like something that happens constantly. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and I feel like it would be there would be at least some sort of pattern because just studying psychology for as long as I didn't get my degree and stuff, I don't think that. I just don't. I don't meet the symptoms. Okay. You know what I mean? And I might. I may be schizophrenic. I don't know. Or maybe I just have periodic hallucinations, but I don't think I do. Um, anyway, so the very 
first time, the first thing I can remember ever seeing a ghost. Or, well, seeing something. And that's, that, that might be how I should phrase it. I've seen lots of somethings that I can't explain. Mm-hmm. Um, not all, of, if we are gonna talk about aliens, they may have been aliens, they may have been demons, I don't know what. But I've seen two dimensional beings. Yeah, it could be other dimensional yeah, beings. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I've seen too much to not. Multi-dimensional beings. All I will say is that there's more going on than what we can perceive most of the time. Um, how does my mic sound? Does that sound okay? No, you sound fine. Okay, because yeah. in my ears it sounds really weird. No, you're good. And I you're think good. it's just I don't have it. It's because of your weird ear- It is. It's because of my weird, creepy earphones. Anyway. Okay, first time I was four years old. No, I was older than that. I was probably five, six, somewhere around that. Um, Let's go with eight. No. Just I was, to be safe. <laughs> it, was, it was five or six. Cause I, I like I even numbers better. I barely remember being four years old. I do remember it because we had like a ski trip and like a couple other things that happened. But I don't remember much about it. But I do remember pretty much from about six years up. And so I was probably around six years old because I remember this vividly. Um, I was at my grandma's house, uh, my grandma and my grandpa. And I was watching a movie with my grandma, uh, on her bed. And we were, she had a, like a little TV in the corner. And we were just watching some Disney movie. And she is like a popcorn fiend. And so she was like, I'm gonna make some popcorn. And Seth was asleep on, they had a couch in their bedroom. And Seth was asleep on that couch. And my grandpa was working in the garage. And how it typically would work when I would stay the night over there would be me and grandma would watch a movie. And then eventually I would go, they had like a guest bed, two guest bedrooms that me and Seth would have. And so, like, they would carry Seth and put him in a bedroom, and then I would just go to bed whenever me and Grandma finished the movie. Right. But it was it was later than usual. It was probably around, I mean, this is going to sound stupid, but it was probably around like 10, 10.30, uh, which for me, I was like, I'm up so late, because <laughs> yeah. I was a six-year-old. Um, but my Grandma was like, I'm going to go uh, get some popcorn. And I was like, cool, I'll keep watching the show, because I'm six, and this is the Sandlot. Um, and so... I like hear this weird noise from the the like the entryway because she had this like the way it, their house was situated was their bedroom opened up into kind of like the, a, the, it was the formal dining room. it was a formal dining room but there was also it like, wasn't used as that it, yeah yeah and it was an entryway also into the backyard like it was kind of a dual purpose room so anyway I look over and I see like just kind of a shadow pass in front of the door and like when I say it passes front like the lights were off in the room but there was like a lamp on. And so you could see the, you know, you could see the hallway, what was, or the, the, in, you could see the formal dining room. And like, it just blacked out as something passed in front of it. I was like, what was that? So, hold on. So, it blacked out as in like a physical shadow walked in front of it, or yes. it looked like somebody was in the other room? No, like a shadow just passed across it. And so I just kind of, it catches my attention, and I look over, and I'm just kind of staring at the door, and then the shape of a man, comes in and it blocks out everything that's like lit up where a person would be if that makes sense so like just like if you if you stood in a doorway but you were completely black and so he just kind of leans in to the the hall or the door and like his eyes are just like cr- like blazing blazing green like fire like green fire and he just like stares at me and I can't see anything but the darkness and then the green eyes. And so I lose my stuff, man. I just, so so you said he leaned. So he just leaned into the doorway as if his body was behind a wall, but his head was sticking out. No, it was like how it worked is horror movie style. Almost like hands went around the outside of the door frame to the inside of the room, like darkness, darkness, like two hands. Okay. And then like, just kind of pulled his body. I almost did it and moved away from my mic, but like just pulled his body and leaned. Yeah. Like to where the rest of his body was behind the door or the, 
the wall. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. And so I just scream, and then I see the kitchen light flip on, which was, like, the next room was the kitchen, and then, like, he turns and, like, looks towards my grandma, or whatever the light source was, and then, like, darts out. And I tell her what I saw, and she's just like, oh, we need to pray, and so we prayed. Um, and then I didn't see anything else. Okay, that was the first thing I've ever seen. Second time, the night my great-grandfather, the night they told me that he died... Um, I don't remember how old I was. Probably 10. You were 9 or 10. Yeah. So, at my grandma's house also, and maybe that house was just haunted. I don't know. At that house, um, same thing. All the lights in the front of the house were off, except for the kitchen light. And they had this long hallway that attached to the kitchen and the living room. And it was just a really long, it was an extension on the house. And there were three bedrooms back there. But all those lights were out. So... And there are more stories, by the way, that my grandpa and my dad will tell about that house. Mm-hmm. And my dad doesn't even really, he's never seen anything, but he has seen some, he's experienced some weird things in that house. Mostly associated with grandpa. Mostly associated with my grandpa, but still. Um, anyway, so how this goes is they tell me that my grandpa had, my great grandpa had died and like, I'm really upset. I remember I was eating a Reese's for some reason. I had a Reese's, mm. Reese's peanut butter cup. Um, and that my grandma came running down the hallway crying. And oh, I remember that. She had turned the lights off as she had went or something like that. Yeah. And, like, she tells me. And uh, so a little while goes by, and I'm just kind of sitting on the kitchen, at the kitchen bar, just really sad. And I look up, and that's, it's the same green darkness, green-eyed darkness thing, but it's huge now. And it's just looming in the hallway, towards the back of the hallway. Like, just taking up the whole everything. Just like, I don't, I don't like a like a giant person, like imagine the guy who plays the mountain on Game of Thrones, just blocking an entire small hallway, but with like green eyes that are about the size of softballs, um, just like on fire, and like you know in old old cartoon shows when they'll have like a glitter effect across the screen and you could tell like it's like a real practical effect. Okay, that, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So it was that kind of glitteriness, but like just blazing green. And so I scream and I fall out of my chair. And then when I stand up, it's gone. And my grandpa runs in. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. And I describe it to him and, you know, whatever. Okay. So those are the the earliest ones that I remember. But since then, I mean, I worked at a place for a while where we had constant... I wasn't the only one that saw it. There was a ghost, like, straight up. There was the same... Multiple people described the same dude seeing him in their offices, uh... When no one worked there with that description. So multiple witnesses about the multiple same. Multiple witnesses, yeah, about the same, same guy. They call him Ace because it's a aer- aeronautical center and in Viet, during Vietnam, bodies were kind of transferred to this center and then sorted and then sent to their respective homes. And they're like, oh, he's probably the ghost of a fighter pilot, a pilot. I don't know. He is in a jumpsuit. I know that. Um, but there have been multiple times where I was walking and I would, have a glass door in front of me and I would see him behind me and I'd turn around and he's not there. Um, there were multiple times where I was working at my computer and I had a glass screen computer, like one of the, the older old school ones with like the box frame computer, you know, CRT. a what? CRT. A CRT. Yes, ray tube. yes. And I would see someone walk up behind me. And so I would think that's my boss. And I turn around and there is no one there. Dozens of times I would be in the office by myself and all the radios would turn on at once. And they're not like alarm clock. Excuse me, not alarm clock radios, they're just like regular analog radios. All of them would just turn on at the same time. 
And I would go and turn them off and I'd be like, that's freaking annoying and weird. There were times where I would be putting, I put a box on a shelf one time and it slid back at me just with incredible force and knocked me over. And my coworker was like, be more careful. And I was like, did you not just see what happened? And they were like, you like fell or something. And I was like, no, that box slid off the shelf. Dude, and that's cr- like, I'm, I'm actually having flashbacks of things that have happened to me. Like I kind of tried to remember about paranormal things that have happened to me, but you talking is like bringing things to mind. Like yeah. PTSDs type stuff, you know, not really, but. Well, you try not to think about that stuff, but you just can't help it. So yeah. another time, um, this is when I was younger. I was probably 14, 15. Seth and I took the garbage out, and this isn't the time you're thinking of, Seth, because you smiled. No, I, I wasn't thinking of a specific, just a specific time. Guy. I, was just, I thought you were thinking of other times that that was, noise happened, and then you were at the house. I was thinking of the good old times. Ah, so me and Seth are taking the garbage out, and for the listeners who don't know where me and Seth lived, like the house to it, there's a good acre, probably half an acre, probably, from the house just, to the it's road. It's not quite that much. It's probably like a quarter of an acre. And back in the day, it was just darkness at night. Like there was nothing. <laughs> Like the street lamps didn't work. No, there were no street lamps at the time. No, there, there were, but they didn't work. Oh, that's right. And my parents didn't have lights on the front of the house, so it was just like, and we would always forget to take it out. And my dad would tell us at like eleven at night, he's like, "Hey, take the trash out." <laughs> and so we're like, "Oh, it's dark outside. Okay, no. fine." There are coyotes out there, and like it was a practical fear. It wasn't a fear of like monsters. It was a fear of like there are coyotes, coyotes out there. For, for the listeners, like literally, there are coyotes everywhere. Yeah. And bobcats. We had a really bad bobcat problem for a while. I've never seen a bobcat. They're huge, and they're mean, and they're scary. Yeah, they are mean. i just never seen one. Luckily, they usually run away from you. That's true. They don't, they tend to avoid people, but they can straight up kill you. Their paws are like that. Oh, like, God. Are you talking about bobcats or mountain lions? Bobcats. bobcats, not mountain lions. Bobcats are little, though. Yes, bobcats are little. Bobcats are like a large house cat. It's and, like, it's but, like a 40 pound like, cat. But with like claws that are about the size of a baseball, and they're, ugh. A mountain lion is more like a hundred pounds, while a lynx. I can take a bobcat. A lynx is about half. I don't know, size. man. Bobcat will miss you. I, you do cut that. Cut you do I that. We'll see how you fare. If it ever happens, I'll have to fight it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, we so see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll be the see victor who's that day. the better man. <laughs> so one time, Seth took his thing, and Seth had this tendency. Don't get mad at me. To when he would drop his trash can off, just bolt to the house. Because nine times out of ten, you try to scare me. I would. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to tell a story about Seth. Anyways, so <laughs> anyway, so he would bolt to the house, and that's what he did. Like we put, he put his trash can out there. Seth often would run down there ahead of me, put his trash can out, and then run back. This um, is true. Because we're opposites when it comes to the fight or flight mechanism. Like I am straight up fight, and Seth is flight. Um, and that's just how. That's not anything against him. That's just how personalities work. Some people, everybody's programmed differently. DNA? I don't know. Anyway, that would be, I guess, like nature. Yes. Yeah. Anyways. Well. Anyway, so Seth runs up to the house and I just hear like a weird noise out in the field across from us. And at the time it was just an empty grass field that went all the way to the river, a good 10 acres, like just 10 acres of emptiness and high grass. And so I hear like this, just like, I can't describe it. It was a weird noise. It was like a humming slash click. And I just kind of stare out. Cause it's, there's, the moon is out, so I can see a little bit. And this thing, I don't know what it was, just stands up out of the grass. And it is, from where I stand, it looks like it's about six or seven foot tall. And it's got like, the arms and legs of a person, but there's like, imagine like a person that had like a cobra back. Does that make sense? Dude, that was an alien. Huge. I kind of think it was! But it was like this. Huge lats. 
Kinda, but like, it, but that like, <laughs> Bruce, wait, Bruce, just some Bruce Lee back, going Cobra on. back, it just winged, some monster doing some pre CrossFit stuff out in the field. <laughs> <laughs> but it winged out behind it like a cobra's back, and there was blue dots, like luminescent, like when you see the those pictures of islands, like the bioluminescence. You know what? what? Of the islands? Like when you look at islands and you see the bioluminescence on the water and the waves and stuff. Oh, okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've never like seen bioluminescence. Like, really? Uh, oh my gosh! You don't want to blow your mind here in a second. It's pretty cool. So anyway. It had like blue circles that went all the way down and it just like, like horrible screeching noise. And I go, nope. And just <laughs> bolted and I was in the house and my dad was like, you're making that up. And then, you know, I look out the window. There's nothing there. Dad insisted we go out there with a flashlight and look nope. around and there was nothing there. And I'm just like, Ugh. so more recently, this is what probably my most recent ghost story. And then I'm going to stop talking to let other people talk for a few minutes because I've been talking <laughs> for almost 10 minutes now. Way to go, Chase. I know, right? I just have a lot of ghost stories, and I have more than this. These are just the ones that yeah. I'm... Okay, so anyway, uh, we are right before I moved out of the house, so four years ago, probably. Um, I had just started working at Hope Community Services, and I was coming home late one night. It was winter. I remember that um, because I had my peacoat on, and I look like I'm plugging in my Jeep because I had a diesel Jeep, and you have to plug in diesels in the winter or else you're not going to get them to start in the morning. So I plug it in, and I look up, and there is just a man standing about 20 feet away from me. Oh, I remember this. And I'm just like, I just stare him down, like, because I'm like, well, there's a person out here. And it's like, it's probably midnight. I think I had been at Mary's. Um, right. Because we weren't married yet, and I was hanging out with her and her family. And it was, yeah, it's probably like midnight, maybe later. Um, and this person is just standing there staring at me. It's a, it's a man. He's wearing, like, like flannel um, and jeans and boots. And, uh, but he's, it's very dark. I can't see any details. I can just tell that it's a man. Um, and I can tell he's wearing what looks like flannel and boots and jeans and stuff. So I just stare at him and he just turns and walks away, but I don't hear any noise. And so I go into the house really quick because I'm, and I'm like, I walk into my parents' room and, uh, wake my dad up because he was asleep at this point. And I go, dude, there's someone outside, like on the property because it was, it was on the property next to the house. And he's like, okay. And so I get my shotgun, he gets his shotgun, and we just go outside, and we're like, let's find out what's going on. And we're not necessarily going to hurt the person. We just want to make sure that right. nothing's going. Assuming it was our, like somebody who knew our neighbor, because he always had people yeah, over. Yeah, he had people over constantly and stuff like that, but I don't know. So he never came on the property. We walked the property, and it was it was really, really muddy. I remember that. And there were just no tracks anywhere. And this person had to have left tracks because of how muddy it was. And there was just nothing. And we... We go and we just circle the neighborhood in a car. We look at my neighbor's house. All his lights are off. All the neighbors, everybody in the, everybody in the neighborhood, everyone in the neighborhood was asleep pretty much. Like no, there were no lights on in the neighborhood. And so the only thing I can figure is either it was a random drifter that hid from us really, really well, or it was a ghost. I don't know which one. I, I remember you telling me this story several years ago, but I never remember you telling me as a ghost story. Like the first time you told me you like, there was some dude that was right there. Well, and it's because at first just, I thought, I really, I, I never thought about it as a ghost story until like a year or two later right, because yeah. I just started thinking about it. I was like, there were no tracks. There was nowhere he could have gone without us finding him because of, at the time, there was a lot less stuff out there. That's a freaky story nonetheless. Whatever you think happened, like that is kind of terrifying. It it was just weird, man. And because he was just staring at me and I was staring at him and... Oof. So my anyway. uncle had a ghost story where, uh, yeah, tell it. They were like living in this old, it was like a really old house. And so like, um, the underneath the floor was like, okay, so I got to describe the house because it's kind of important to the story. 
So it's a really old house. So like underneath the floor is like hollow. There's like a crawl space under the house. Yeah. And they have uh, wood floors. And so it's like loud when you like walk through there. Um, so when you walk in the house, you're like in the living room. You look across the living room and there's like a half wall separating the kitchen from the living room. And then when you go through the living room to the left, there's the hallway that like goes to the left. And on the other end of the hallway is where the bedrooms are. Like him and his wife's bedroom and then the kid's bedroom. Her son's bedroom. So when you walk into the living room and you look to the right, in that corner, when you look to the right, so the wall that leads away from the door and the wall that's the door is on, where they meet in that corner, there's a television, and then next to that, there's the fireplace. Okay. So my uncle... Um, like during the winter time, he liked to just get the fireplace going and kind of stoke the fire up and then like just kind of sit there and watch the fire. Like a lot of times he wouldn't even watch TV. So one night he's just sitting there on the couch. He's like drinking a beer and he's like, you know, sitting in front of the fire and just kind of chilling. And she was hanging out with like girlfriends and then, um, her son was like at a, at a thing like with his friends, I guess. And he's not old enough to drive yet, so. Anyway, so he hears the screen door. There's a screen door in the kitchen. So the driveway runs beside the house, and there's a door in the kitchen that leads to the side of the house where the driveway is at. And there's, like, an actual door, and there's a screen door in the kitchen. So the actual door was always, like, if somebody was home, a lot of times it was left open, and it was just the screen door. So he hears the Back screen door. Back in the day, door. everybody had screen doors. Like, that was just the way it was. Yeah, so here's the screen door, like, creak open. Screen doors are always really loud, too. Because yeah, they're, they're, like, really, like, flim- thin, flimsy metal. <laughs> So, like, the screen door, like, and, like, shuts. It, like, opens and shuts, because they're always on a spring, too. So, like, it springs itself closed, and then here's clump, 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 go down the hallway, and then one of the doors on the other side of the house shut. And he thinks that, like, somebody dropped his son off, because, like, the way it sounded, it sounded like somebody went into the, the kid's room. So he thinks he's home, and he's like... He's like, it's weird that he didn't say anything to me when he walked in. Like, I wonder what's going on. And he's like, hey, buddy, what's going on? And, like, nobody said anything. And he's like, why aren't you talking to me? The kid doesn't say anything. So he, like, puts a drink down and he gets up and goes to the other side of the house. And the door's shut in that room. He, like, opens the door. Nobody's in there. And, like, he knows. He's like, when he's telling me the story, he's like, I know that I know that I know that I heard that happen. Like, the door opened, yeah. shut. Somebody walked through the house. Like, it would be loud. We had hollow floors, screen door, all that. He's like, I know what I heard. So, like, he grabbed a flashlight, went in the backyard, looked around, no one's in the backyard. So, he's like, okay, that's really weird. So, he, like, goes back in, whatever. So, like, a week later or something, like, a few days later, his wife at the time tells him, she's like, something crazy happened in the house the other day. And and she's like, you're not going to believe this story. And he's like, I think I will. And actually, her thing was, like, visual. It's not something she heard, but she was, like, sitting there. The fire was going. It was in the evening. And she, like, looked in the kitchen, and she saw this shadow, like, move over the kitchen. Like, there was something in the room that, like, moved between the fire and the wall over there, but there was nothing, obviously. And she's like, isn't that crazy? And he was like, I've got a story for you. So he, like, tells (laughs) her his story or whatever. So then, as, like, time goes on, like, different weird things start happening, like... Uh, and it was always, he said it was always his stuff. Like, it was never the kid's stuff. It was never his wife at the time's stuff. It was always his. But it would wind up in really weird places in the house. And, like, um, you kind of have to know my uncle, but, like, everybody in my family will, like, vouch for this. He's, like, a creature of habit. Everybody's a creature of habit, but he really is. Like, he's got, um, 
which is probably why he's been, been divorced so many times. But like, <laughs> he's got his way of doing everything and he never deviates. Like, so he was saying, he's like, when he, when he got home, he'd take wallet, wallet, keys, watch, glasses, hat, everything, and like set it down in his hat in the same spot every mm-hmm. time on his dresser. That's what he did every night. So then like his glasses like moved around the house. So like one time when the glasses moved, they were sitting on the TV stand, but like behind the TV. And he was like, why would I put my glasses anywhere from where I normally do? And really, why would they be behind the TV on the TV stand? So he asked his wife. She says, I don't know. He asked the kid. He says, I don't know. And he was like, well, this is getting weird. So then it wasn't just the glasses. Like he found a hair comb like in the kitchen and he found uh, his like cologne somewhere else. So like his stuff was like moving around the house basically. And he didn't know how. And it wasn't him moving it. And it wasn't the wife and it wasn't the kid. So that kind of starts going on. So then, like, one night, because you know, like, when somebody's looking at you, uh, what's that guy's name, Rupert? Sheldrake. Rupert Sheldrake. Like, they did a study. He did a study where more than 50% of the time, you can guess correctly whether or not somebody's looking at you. Yes. I want to talk. Yeah, go ahead. Or not? Okay, so. Natural human superpower. So it's a pretty legit phenomenon. Like, if somebody's looking at you, you can guess pretty accurately the majority of the time. you can feel it in in whatever way you feel something like that. Yeah, yeah. So he's laying there at night trying to get to sleep one night, and he gets this really strong feeling like someone's looking at him. Mm-hmm. And so he wakes up, and he looks around, and nobody's there. He closes his eyes, and he just keeps feeling it. And he's like, somebody's looking at me. And it made him feel really weird and vulnerable because, like, well, yeah. he could tell that somebody was looking at him. But he didn't know. Okay, so he, he wouldn't was know like, where it was coming from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's feeling that way. So then it gets even worse. He starts breaking out in hives at the house. Whoa. But then Dude, that's he, demonic. But then when he leaves the house, the hives go away. And it was like consistent, like over the course More of like allergies, I guess, but that sounds demonic, man. Over the course of two or three days, and that's not really how hives work. No. But over the course of two or three days, he'd break out in hives, he'd leave the house, the hives would go away, back to the house, hives. He, and he's like he he was telling me he's like I have allergies that cause me to break out in hives. So I thought potentially there could be something there that would do that. He was like, but hives don't really work that way, and they've never really worked that way for me. They kind of last for like a few months, and then they kind of go away and then increase. Well, I mean, you can have hives. But even if you're in the place where the allergen is, it can go away. But it stays within your system for a long time. So anyway, one morning he had his wife take a picture um, with like a Polaroid back in the day when they had Polaroids, and she took a picture of a Polaroid camera. and And that afternoon... He took the picture, and he had, like, a doctor's appointment, and he went to the doctor, and he said, this is what's happening when I'm at my house. And he's, like, in his underwear. It's just a picture of him, like, broke out in hives, like, all over. And when he goes to the doctor, obviously, he, like, he doesn't have any. So he tells the doctor, he's like, this is what happens to me every day when I when I go home or when I wake up in the morning or whatever. And then when I leave, they go away. Is there anything that could cause that? And the doctor was like, not that I know of. He's like, I really don't think that's how that works. And my uncle was like, <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. And so anyway... He's convinced that ghosts, de- like whatever you want to call it, demonic, whatever, like there was something in the house that didn't want him there. It was attacking him. And it was him. Because like nobody else, like his wife saw stuff, but like sh- it didn't mess with her. It didn't move her stuff. She didn't break out in hives. The kid didn't break out in hives. Like it was him. Whatever it was about him. So anyway, they moved and like it like quit happening. That's something I kind of want to talk about. In-, in-, in my experience, I have a few questions with, do things follow you or are things 
got a story about in, that. In consistent places. Check it. Okay, so this is where I was going to go anyway, so you kind of segued me right into it. Is, my, it. is it mom's story? It's my mom. Hey. Hey, oh. So my mom, from the time she was eight years old, I think, somewhere around that, maybe younger. Yeah, uh, um, Eight or nine. Eight thing. or nine. So from the time she was very young, um, is that my phone? Sorry, Sorry guys. For the time she was very young, uh, she started experiencing a presence in her bedroom. Um, it wasn't. It didn't do anything. It didn't do her. anything. It it's just, Christmas every day, presents all the time. She would wake up <laughs> in the middle of the night, and there would be a man standing at the foot of her bed. Her her bed faced. It was like one, like. The, the front of the bed and the left side of the bed were against a wall in the corner, and then the other part faced a closet, and the, then the, the right side faced open room, okay? Mm. So, facing the closet, she would wake up in the middle of the night, and there would be a man standing there. Uh, and uh, she's, li- she's gonna listen to this, and she's gonna correct me on, like, getting details wrong. But essentially, it happened over and over again. She would scream, her mom would come in, my grandma would come in, flip the light on, or my grandpa would come in, or one of her four, four brothers? Yes, Josh. <laughs> Just making sure. I was like, how many we uncles? We have four uncles. How many uncles do we have? Like, on that no side. Idea. <laughs> so one of my four uncles, someone would run in and flip the light on and be like, what's going on? Um, and then it would always disappear. This happened nightly for months uh, until her, my grandma figured out that if she would close the closet door, my uh, my mom wouldn't see anything. And eventually, my grandma switched. She switched the bedrooms. I think with my my uh, Ronnie and Tommy, wasn't it? And my mom put put them in the other room. And didn't they see it too? Yeah, like they didn't care. They just left the door open one night, and they woke up, and the thing, the shadow man, was standing in between their beds, just staring. Nope. Yeah. And so one of them jumps up. I think it was Ronnie, probably jumped up. Probably and Ronnie. Flipped the light on, and it was gone. Um. But that happened to them two or three times, and then they eventually got to where they were just like close that door and put stuff in front of it at night, that closet door, and it wouldn't happen. Um, it's kind of interesting. I just want to interject real quick that I read an article about psychology that boys at a young age typically have their terrifying experiences from a closet. Like they they think the monster's in the closet, mm-hmm. while girls tend to believe that the monster's under the bed. Well, I I don't really know. Why that is, but I think it's interesting it's a that good question. all of your and it's a universal thing too, like across cultures. Right, right, exactly. And so I think it's interesting that your mom and the rest of the boys always saw this person. Well, the story closet. doesn't end there either. Oh, no, keep doesn't. going, please go. So years go by, no one sees it. Okay, uh, my cousin David starts staying with my grandma on a regular basis, uh, like staying the night with my grandma, and grandpa. He. Uh, starts staying in that room, and then and he never heard these stories. He never heard because they they, they didn't talk about it. Yeah, because it stopped happening for a long time. Yeah, it was years. It stopped happening, and he. I mean, this is this is what fifteen twenty years later. Yeah, and so he's staying the night with them one night. Starts screaming his head off. My grandma runs in, flips the light on. She's like, "What?" And he's like, "There was a man in here," and he was probably nine ten. He was like, "There was someone in the room at the foot of my bed." Um, and she's like, oh, great. And so she closes the door and just like basically leaves the door closed and it doesn't happen ever again to him. So, cause she was like, that's just how we deal with it. <laughs> like, great. Thanks, grandma. Fast forward another probably seven, eight years. 1999. 
No. No, it doesn't. No, pre that. You know what I'm talking about, though. I know what you're talking about, but we're not there yet. Okay. So fast forward a little bit. My mom is in bed at our house. Me and Seth are probably nine, ten. And pretty young. She wakes up and it's at the foot of her bed at my parents' house. Just staring. She flips on nightlight. It's gone. She wakes up my dad, tells him, and her closet door was open and she was like, and closes it and th- multiple nights go by where she'll forget to close it because it hadn't happened since she was a kid and she'll wake up and he's there again. And so I think things do follow people. And there were times where she would be working in the office late at night. Well, it sounds like it's actually complacent as in it stays in one place just from the story that you're telling anyways. Well, I'm not done. Okay. So there's it's, the story goes on a little bit longer. She's uh she would be working in the office some nights and it would she'd like have most of the lights in the house off and she would just see it walk by and just kind of look in and just walk past towards her bedroom. She'd flip on all the lights, tell my dad, and nothing was there, of course. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, "How do I? It's not even linked to a closet at that point. What do you do? You know?" Right, and then yeah. I've, I'm 90 percent sure I've seen it too in that house, uh, just because I would be up at night just doing whatever because I don't sleep. <laughs> I don't sleep. You can ask my wife. Um, and, uh, I would just see stuff like walk by, like walk by mine and Seth's bedroom door, or I'd be upstairs and stuff would walk by and it was just, oh, it was just strange. I never saw any of this, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Seth never saw any of it, neither did my dad. It was just me and mom. Um, but it's just, and when the, when the May 3rd tornado hit in 1999, uh, the whole house like pretty much got just wrecked. For all the non-Oklahoma people, that was the biggest tornado in existence ever recorded. Just FYI, not anymore. Yeah, no, it was. It wasn't. Well, it depends ma- on how you rank. It's biggest. the highest wind speed ever. Recorded. Highest wind speed ever recorded. It wasn't the largest Which is what as the widest. Damage. Yeah, it wasn't the widest tornado. The May twentieth tornado was. We the widest. just it's, broke it's, the widest it's last a big year. Tornado. Two and a half miles wide. Yeah, so. that was the one in El Reno. Yeah, but it was that everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, Oklahoma, come for the wind, stay for the come for the giant wind. cyclones of death. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it was the highest wind speed I ever recorded. Anyway, it jacked up our house, and my mom hadn't seen it, hasn't seen it since. She says she still gets weird feelings every now and then, but she hasn't seen it. And so I do believe that those things can follow you. Mm-hmm. I kind of has anybody ever seen angels? Has anybody ever an angel? You know, I, I that have depends. not. Like an entity that. Not that I know of. Helps you or makes you feel good or validates you? Or Just want to point out real no. quickly, biblically speaking, they say angels can uh, be amongst you unaware. But there you go. I've never, I've never had like some angel reveal itself to me. So no, definitely not. My mom, when she was in the hospital, I want to, I just want to tell this story because like I feel like if there, if there are demons, then surely there are angels. And for sure, like it's good to have the By balance. the way, Chase, here's bioluminescence. Go ahead and tell your story, sir. That's beautiful. Seriously, though. My, uh, oh wow. Yeah. It's like stars on Earth. Like, it's pretty, pretty, I love the stars and that's, that's, that's what that thing's, that's what it looked like. But like on a creature. Continue your story. So my mom, um, a long time ago, I think she just had Sheridan. Sheridan was still a baby. Um, she got in a wreck and she was driving a Ford Pinto at the time, which I don't know if you knew, but it, like, if you get in a wreck in a Ford Pinto, you're not gonna, it's not gonna go well for you. If you that get was, rear-ended, it could explode. It was basically like driving a, <laughs> it was like driving a beer can on wheels, basically. Like, they Filled just, with gasoline. They just crumpled. Wow. So my my mom got T-boned, like the the car hit her on her side of the car. 
the other, I think it was a truck. The truck hit her on her side of the car, and it like, I think it flipped the car over onto its top, and like all this crazy stuff. It was like a really bad wreck. Yeah. And she was extremely roughed up, and it like broke up. Um, I think it was, she broke her arm, and she broke a bunch of her ribs on her left side, and like all this terrible stuff happened to her. I think she had maybe, I don't remember what all happened, but I know that it was like extremely bad. And she could tell the story better than I could. I kind of wish she was here. Present with us. She's not. <laughs> she's not dead. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> we broke Josh. I wish she was here with us today, <laughs> and not at home. I assume. <laughs> so, so she's at the hospital, and like, like I said, all her ribs are broken. And when her ribs broke, it punctured her lung, and so she's having a really, really hard time breathing. And partially, it's because well, like her lung is punctured, but partially it's because her lung is like filling with fluid. And so she's like having to cough up, cough up all this fluid, but she can't cough because her ribs are broken and it sucks. So like she's oh, having an extremely terrible. hard time breathing in like the hospital. So my dad's been up there as much as he can and like very supportive and everything. But like one night, you know, my dad, like people just had to have a break. And so like she's there by herself and it's at night and the door opens to her room and the guy, this, guy she describes as a man steps in and he like had to like duck under the door a little bit and turn sideways just a little bit to fit through it (laughs) like it was a massive individual and she said he picked her up like a baby because like in the in the hospital room there's always a bed and there's always a chair you know next to the bed and so he picks her up like a baby just like she said he just scoops her up in his arms and picks her up and like sets her down in that chair just as gently as you please and then he takes her ribs because they were kind of like, since they were broken, they were kind of like collapsing on her and they weren't formed right. And that's part of the reason that she wasn't able to cough as effectively as yeah. she should or breathe as effectively. And so he takes her ribs and like holds them up basically so that they like become round again rather than like flat. And she can actually breathe and she can breathe deep enough. And he like takes like some kind of, I think it was like her her bedpan, but like it was empty at the time. And she, he, like, put it in her lap so that she could, like, cough all the crap up out of her lungs. And he, like, held her ribs in place while she, like, coughed it all up. And when she was done, he, like, took the bedpan and, like, put it back on the floor and then scooped her back up and, like, set her back down in the bed and left and shut the door behind him. And um later, my mom asked the nurses at the hospital if, like, who that was, like, who was in her room. And they said, we didn't, we don't have any record, you know... And there's like staff that's there Whoa, like 24 weird. hours, you know, and we, we don't have any record of anybody being there. That's and we don't have a doctor that's that big crazy. or anything. And so like, my mom was like, obviously that was, she, she really felt like that was an angel that was there, you know. I don't know what else you would call that. So there, there are like these, that you guy know, from the, green the negative mile. entities are always the entities that you hear about, but like, if there are demons, then surely there are angels. I feel like positive entities would work more behind the scenes if they could, because you would have to be more overt if you're trying to cause harm, because if you're causing, there's a there's a Futurama quote where it says, "If you do everything right, people won't be sure you did anything at all." And yeah. that's just kind of uh. that's what comes to mind. I have three more stories if you guys will allow me. Oh yeah, hold on. I was trying to think of stories where I actually have witnesses to the uh-huh. event, and I, I guess the first one, the TV thing, which I'm still not convinced was a ghost story. It still could have been a short in the cables, but you were talking about uh, uh, another story. And it reminded me of one time I was driving home. We, we, me and Josh and Seth, we grew up in the country. Country. And you have to drive a, a decent ways out before you get home. There's not any street lights. You're just kind of driving on your own. 
Your your parents' house is still like that. Ours is actually kind of the city's kind of expanded to where it's a lot closer. For Starting the, it was to after get the there. tornado. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But I, I was driving home, and this is still a time where I didn't believe in anything except science. Uh, but I was driving home, and then there's this curve in the road. I remember it always happened in this curve in the road because every time I cross it, I think about it, and it freaks me out. Something crossed my windshield like it was less than five feet away from my windshield, and it was glowing yellow-green. Now, the color can be debated. <laughs> Let's say we don't know. We don't know the color. I am colorblind, but to me, what it looked like was this yellowish-green, bright, amorphous entity that flew across my windshield at, you know, something about 60 miles an hour. It flew across pretty quickly. <laughs> But it was huge. It was bigger than my windshield. And I, you know, my heart rate increased exponentially. And I sped home, which is actually less than a mile away from this point. <laughs> and I just, like, got home and slammed my door and ran inside the house and, like, got in my bed. I was like, what the hell was that? Could have been ball lightning. Chase. It was huge. And it Could was have been a ball lightning. It was amorphous. I don't remember. Okay. I can't remember if I'm mixing up a story you told me or if this actually happened to us, but you were telling me that there was a spot on the way to your parents' house where your car would die often. Oh, yeah. That, did that happen in the car when I was in the car with you one time? Yes. Okay, yeah, it did. I thought it did. What happened? That actually, was like six years ago. This happened in three different cars with three different people, and some of them were overlapping people. So th there was me, Josh, and our other friend, Cody, who experienced this, and all of this happened within the next month or two after I saw this yellow-green amorphous creature cross mm. the road. Uh, so, And also, this was in a transition period of vehicles for me. So, <coughs> at first I had an S10 truck. Uh, and so I would drive home, and night or day, I would cross uh, around Meridian and 119th Street. Just like a little past it. Like just a little past Meridian, a little yeah. west of Meridian. yeah. Yeah. And uh for my S10, my lights would start to shut off for no reason. I'd flip them off, I'd flip them on, and nothing would happen. They would just shut off. And my lights in the inside of the cabin would dim and brighten and dim and brighten. Yep. And I was like, well, this is a 94 S10. <laughs> Maybe something's wrong with it. And uh, I, I end up selling that car, and I... I Drove another vehicle, but I wrecked that, so I never got to experience any fun in it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my grandparents gave me their Lincoln Town Car, that's, which which is a cloud. Oh, my God. That that's car, the one I was in when it yes, happened. Yes. Yeah. I love that car. It drives so smooth. Your gas mileage is terrible, but you feel like a gangster riding in it. Uh <laughs> But yeah, you and me were riding that one. And you were telling me about it. Yeah. You were like, it's been happening to all, cause it had happened to Cody in his own car, right? Uh, me and Cody were in the same car, the Lincoln Town car, and it happened. Okay. Cause you were telling me about it, and then it, and I was like, how crazy would it be if it happened? And then it happened. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I just ruined that story. <laughs> sure <laughs> did. Josh Thanks. just told the story. So yeah, we started going on lights would go on and off, and you couldn't push any buttons in the car to affect them. They just did whatever they yeah. wanted to. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Did, did not something happen in your Jeep Liberty? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, but it wasn't the same. So, like, the car straight up died with me and you. 
It just, it did, like, I go, how crazy would it be if, like, the lights did that and then the car just died? And then that happened. And I was like, I didn't mean it! It's okay! Ah! Yeah. And you, like, you, we both just kind of were like, oh! And you, I was like, start the car, Chase. Start the car. And then you did, and it started right up. We, no, no, in your Jeep Liberty. I know, I'm not done. Oh. And then on my way home, it did, the same thing happened, except my car didn't die. It just, oh, I see what you mean. My Jeep would do this thing where if it was gonna die, it would, it was a diesel, so it would go like this, and like start like jerking really hard. And so when it did that, I just like slammed on the gas and like forced it to go past that spot. Oh. And then it like, and just went back to normal. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. So this happened multiple times, uh, I mean, with me by myself, and then I have witnesses, because it happened uh, with Cody and the Lincoln Town car as well. But also, I got a new car, which is still the car I have for so long. I love that. I call I call her Paula, because it's a 07 it's an Impala. Impala. Yep. And it has been faithful to me, and it's got me through a snowstorm and a flood, and it's amazing. Anyways, you're welcome, Chevy. Uh this episode brought to you by Chevy. Sponsor us, Chevy. <laughs> Chevy runs deep. Chevrolet. So, and this Truck happened, month. Happened Sorry. multiple times in this car as well, but the phenomenon was actually different. What would happen, instead of taking control of my headlights, it would take control of my radio. And it's a digital radio. It's not one that you tune. It's one that you have a... a dial. Well, it doesn't necessarily Tuning have a knob? It's digital. It's not it's analog. Not analog. Yeah, exactly. So the numbers would start skipping back and forth like crazy, and the sound would go up and the sound would go down, and there would be weird, you know, obviously because it's spinning through all the different sound waves. And I'm not. I'm trying to turn up the volume or down the volume. I'm trying to change the station, but nothing works. Like whatever I push, it doesn't matter because it just does what it wants. And this happened multiple times, and. This is actually the point. All these car incidences are when I start to believe in the supernatural. Because before I tried to explain it away, but there were too, like, far too many coincidences. I'm talking about a minimum of ten different things that happened in cars. But you don't think it could have just been like a, I don't know, like an electromagnetic... What? An EMP? No, not an EMP, but like an EM field that just suddenly, like, is generated and then went away eventually. I guess I guess it technically could have been because an EM field would definitely mess with electronics. Have you guys seen the? You guys remember on the pilot of the X Files? This crap happens. He's like driving his car. His the car electronics start freaking out. He gets up. He looks at the sky. He goes behind the car. He sprays an X on the ground and oh. spray paint. Said that when they come back later, he can see if it's the same spot or not. Now, somebody who knows more about cars, I love the X Files so much. I just watched. Do, I have do, do, the do, pilot do, do, is all I've seen the season one pilot, but I really liked it. Somebody who knows season more about one, cars could tell lame, me. But in my '94 S10, besides the lights, I forgot to tell you that the throttle would stop working, and the the engine would start to sputter. Just blah 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 blah. So it could have been. You know, the O2 sensor changing the, the valves. I don't know what an O4 Chevy does, because that's about the time that they switched from carburetors to, uh, like, fuel-injected systems. So I'm not really sure. They switched to fuel-injected earlier, but they had throttle body fuel injection. Oh. I, I, I'm not that privy to all this stuff that's going on. Seth and I don't know cars. Nope. I still know them better than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. 
Anyways, but yeah, my, my truck would definitely start to die and the gas pedal wouldn't work and it would just do whatever it wanted. So maybe but it even do back that then. any other time? It just did that in what, one geographic location? Yep. Yep. To yeah. multiple people. That's, that's pretty weird. That's weird. Electromagnetic fields? That's what we're saying. Maybe, but also maybe not. What did he see? You know, you know this is like what we talked about earlier though. Or do Ball are, lightning. Are electromagnetic ah. fields ghosts or do ghosts ah. cause them? Yeah. We also live right by the airport. Like literally, immediately south from the Will Rogers Airport. So I don't... If it was electromagnetic, I feel like planes would be having the same problem, and perhaps... Maybe not. It should have been on the news, though. True. Oh, know, dude, do you guys remember... It. Do you guys remember, like, three years ago, where, when the whole ferry thing happened? No. No. So the news... Uh, Oklahoma City uh, Channel 4? 4, 5, or 9. One of them did a special about how all over the city... They didn't, they described it as fairies because they didn't know what it was, but like little bitty balls of light that were multiple different colors were just flying around the city and no one could figure out what they were. And my uncle Ronnie like went outside one night and said that they were just like streaking up and down the neighborhood and he was like, I have no idea what that is. Go with streaky. Because he said, he said <laughs> it was just like, hat. he described it as just like a small tiny ball of light, like the size of a golf ball, but like floating and just like speeding up and down the street and disappearing and it was all over the city everybody like there were reports coming in from everywhere you know that's one thing that frustrates me i've never physically seen anything i've only seen the effects of stuff whether it's except for that thing that was in your bedroom no well that's a whole different story (laughs) that's weird we talked about that last that was last season so last season how long have we been going Almost an hour, but I have like two more stories that I could tell. Yeah, yeah we got we got uh, several more stories. Anyways, Josh, go ahead. ahead. Okay. Well, I interrupted you, sir. And then Nate, do we need to stop or we? No, no. Okay. Man, I was I'm just good. saying I don't that... work tomorrow, so I can well, do whatever. That... I guess what I was getting at was, do things follow you? And I guess your point about that weird experience I had in my apartment, uh, I have not had any experiences besides that one in my apartment. Yeah, but you had, I believe you had supernatural dreams for sure. I have had supernatural dreams for sure. I think that there are regular dreams. I think that there's astral projection dreams. I think there's lucid dreams. And I think that there are supernatural dreams. And they're all connected, but in different ways. And you for sure had some supernatural dreams. And I've had some supernatural dreams. But they were all when I was living with my parents, except for just recently, which I literally have not told anyone until just now. Oh, I can't wait. But I haven't said anything about them. But I just... I don't know. I felt like something... At first, I thought something was specifically haunting me at my house, at my parents' house. But then one night, my sister, who's about four or five years younger than me, which is sad. Yes, I hadn't moved out yet. I was like 20-something. I'm not going to tell you. I didn't move out until I was 25, so... Okay. I moved out and then moved back in. (laughs) So... Turns out the world is scarier than I thought. (laughs) What? Me and my sister became really close after my brother left to dc uh he was he was like my best friend we people for mistook us as twins for some reason i don't know why because you guys look a lot alike well well, you look (laughs) no they don't not anymore but they used to they don't look that much alike they used to look so much they used to i disagree well you're wrong i don't the point is (laughs) people say i look like my dad too but no people are crazy you look like your sister and no, your you you're don't. crazy too. You look like your mom. You look like your and mom. your mom looks like your sister. Your sister looks like your mom. You guys no, look alike. No, she doesn't. You. Have okay. you ever met my my aunt Sonia? No. 
My sister looks yeah, just like my aunt Sonya. Definitely. And then I Josh, look just have. like my uncle Charlie. Clarence and Sonya Wee. Oh, my mom's yeah. Son. Never mind. I totally have. I don't know what I'm thinking. Dude, you should see a picture of my aunt Sonya when she was younger. My Like, okay, so it doesn't matter. That's a stupid personal <laughs> anecdote. Whatever. Why not? Let's get on it. Let's okay, it. so one year for Christmas, we were over at my aunt Becky's house, and my aunt Becky had a, like, ornament, like a really old ornament with a picture of my aunt Sonya on it. Uh-huh. And my cousin... Jennifer, who is Sonya's daughter, okay. her daughter, so which, our which, which daughter cousin's daughter. Oh my goodness! Told my <laughs> that's why I said this is a stupid story. So anyway, <laughs> she told my sister. It. She was like, "Why is there a picture of you on this ornament?" And my sister's like, "That's not me. That's Sonya when she was younger." So. Evidently, little kids can't tell the difference between young Aunt Sonya and my sister. And Josh my sister looks just like Aunt exactly Sonya, like who is on my dad's side. You know, I, I'm going to attest to this story. What do I look like? You look like Grandpa Goodman. No, Austin looked like Grandpa. It doesn't matter. Get back on this topic. Hold on. I want to. I just want to tell a quick story about uh, going to church. <laughs> I was about and it, take me to church. <laughs> I was about fifteen. Which apparently, is a baby making song according to Josh, but I disagree. <laughs> oh, church weird. should not I be wasn't in any. Saying... That's yes, you did. I said, "What? What's a good baby making song?" I wasn't, that's no, no, no. Recently? I wasn't saying I like the fact that it is, but it definitely is considered one. It's a romantic I song. Disagree. How is that romantic? Have you listened to the lyrics? It's all about sex. The whole song is about sex, but it's not like a lovely a type meta- of sex. It's like a weird type of. Sex. It's like, I'll agree. I'm not saying I like the song. I actually hate the song. I'm just saying that it's about sex and it's considered a romantic song. If it's okay with you guys, I'd like to continue. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Let's let's continuing. <laughs> Dude, but but about this uh... bleep continuing. Can you bleep stuff yet? Yeah, I can. I'll put a gunshot there. Physically resembling your ancestors, specifically my grandpa, who uh, had passed away when I was young, I was at church with my parents, and this random stranger come up to me afterwards and says, you're Cal Ainsworth's grandson, aren't you? And I said, yeah. My my grandpa had been uh, dead for about 10 years. Whoa. And I said, uh, yeah, who are you? <laughs> and honestly, I can't remember his name. But he was like, oh, yeah, I, I could tell because I grew up with your grandpa and you look exactly like him when we were, you know, would play together. And he was like, yeah, it's just, you know, you're a spitting image. Like, honest to God, if I went back 50 years or probably more like 60 years, yeah, you would look exactly like your grandpa. And it just freaked me out because I had never met him and he had never met me before. And But he could tell exactly whose kid I was, my, my grandparents' yeah, kid. That's pretty awesome. Two generations away. But anyways, we were talking about ghosts. Yeah. So, I have a story. Speaking of grandpas, thank you, A little you, off topic. Uh, my grandpa has a host of spooky ghost stories. Host. Uh, I'm just going to tell maybe one or two. Uh, because I don't want to, I don't want this podcast to go super long and it's already been an hour, but I do want to tell you. But we're having fun. I'm having a good time. Shorten them to one sentence. If the listeners don't like it, they can just turn it off. That's true. Please don't. Um, (laughs) please listen to the whole thing. Turn it up. Find us some sponsors. Yeah, turn it up. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so I have, I don't even know. How many brothers and sisters does Grandpa have? Oh my, so many. Um, more than eight. Thirteen. No, maybe. I don't know how many. It's a lot. Seth is going to try and count. I have no idea. So far, Seth got to two. Why don't the turtle just know how to math? I think six or seven. There's more than that. Thirteen. Anyway. A lot. Let's go with eight. So, 
I get to Pearl, and then I'm like, I don't remember any of their names. <laughs> that's rude. I'm sorry, I don't. Anyway. That's not that rude. So, okay, so he said that it was, my grandpa, they all used to share a big, like, bed in this house, um, in Idabel. And they lived on a cotton field, basically, um, because my great-grandpa, that's what he did for a living, was, it was shortly after the Depression, he would earn a $100 a day picking cotton nice. by himself, and that was without the kids picking cotton. Like, so he was like, the, how much were they paying the well, immigrants? The thing is, Good lord! You know, there are those people who you think are the best at something. He was probably the best person at picking cotton. Yeah, basically. Was. I mean, that's like he was a pro. He could. He Can could I just, call him a cotton picker? Yeah, that's literally what he did for a living. Awesome. Um. Uh, anyway, so during cotton season, they would go and do that for money. Anyway, what a um, cotton picker! <laughs> I'm gonna edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. So, so one night. Just gave us permission, and then we do it, and you're gonna edit it. Okay. Thank you. So one night, they're all, the kids are in bed, and they had the same screen door thing that Nathan was talking about earlier. Um, yeah, they hear a screen door open, and they said the whole, they didn't have doors, or maybe the door was open. I, I feel like they didn't have doors, is what it was. Uh, but they said that the boys' bed and the girls' bed were in two separate parts of the room, and they were both huge beds. And they said the whole, doorway just blacked out from you couldn't see anything from the moonlight outside and then a beam of darkness as my grandpa calls it just reaches into the room and wraps around one of my uncle's legs and just starts dragging him towards the hallway and he flops out of the bed and my grandpa and my uncle june and a couple other ones like grab a hold of him and are like pulling him and i don't remember how they what happened so do you remember they just struggled with it and it eventually Oh, no, 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 I do remember what happened. Because uh, uh, Grandpa, uh, great-grandpa grandpa woke up. Yeah, he, he woke up because he hears the, the screaming. The closet, the, uh, he, he walked hallway. into the hallway, and he said from the front door all the way through the house, there was a just beam of darkness going into that bedroom. And, like, basically just all, like... Where was it going? Uh, outside? I don't know. To it's hell. But he... Uh, I mean, out of the uh, screen door, door. And it was... Apparently it was slimy. That's all my uncle would say about it was that it was slimy. And Grandpa said he grabbed it. Yeah, Grandpa said he was like trying to stab it with a pocket knife or something like that. And it was slimy. Um, but because that's my grandpa. But I guess it let him go and just whoosh, and whoosh past my my great grandpa who was the one who when he saw it he said he just kind of stopped and then it like whooshed out of the house and the front door slammed closed and he was just like what was that and they don't they don't know what it was to this day, um, like. I don't know if it was years later or months later, but my my grandmother, great grandmother, died really early in a car wreck when my grandpa was like sixteen. He was sixteen. He was sixteen. Um, one night they were all in the house, and one of my aunts called everybody outside, or not outside, to the window because there was she. My great grandmother, according to my grandpa, was standing outside the house, but she had already passed, and she just kind of walked around the house and then like just. Disappeared into nothingness. Oh, but yeah. they all, they all saw it. Like all my aunts, and they will all tell the same story. And they saw her in the sky. Yeah, they did. They saw her in the sky. Too. She they Jericho they saw her in the sky, and my grandpa told her that she was dead, and then she disappeared. Yeah. Or something like that. And then they never saw her again after that. Yep. It's just weird stuff. Do man. you believe that you can exist on this planet after you die? I don't know. I don't know. I know that, uh, in the Bible, Saul talks about Samuel's ghost briefly. You know, I could talk about that. Go for it, because I don't remember the exact story. Well, what what had happened uh, in the Bible, it makes it very clear that you're not to speak with mediums or any type of psychics 
Uh, yeah. Other than those who profess that they get their wisdom from the Lord, Yod Hey Vav Hey. Let's just say that. Yeah, because wait, if a medium says that their information comes from God, it's cool. Well, they're not a medium at that point. They're a prophet. They're a prophet. Okay, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's really complicated. We won't get into that. But <laughs> there's a whole bunch of Jewish law on that. Yeah. So what what, what had happened with Saul, the very first king of the Jews? King of the Jews. He wanted to know. Sorry. Uh, I didn't vote for him. He, he wanted to know what was going to happen to himself and his kingdom. <laughs> start, start over, Chase. Start over. <laughs> Damn it! Such a good joke. All right, we'll leave it. We'll leave it in. We'll leave it no, in. No, no, leave it. It's good. It's fine. Chase. Saul had wanted to know what was going to happen to himself, his family, and his kingdom because previously. Samuel had told him that the kingdom was going to be rent from him because he disobeyed God. So Samuel ends up dying, and Saul had never talked to him since he died, but Samuel was the 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 most prominent prophet of the day. But So he goes to this seer to try and figure out what's going to happen to him because God has forsaken him, and he knows it. So he ends up going against the law of God to seek a... You know, some type of fortune telling. Always a great idea. Yeah. So, but what happens is... Sarcasm. The the Bible makes it clear that when he went to this medium, the medium tries to summon something, and the medium freaks out. Because Samuel appears. And the Bible doesn't say why the medium freaked out. But maybe the medium was a charlatan and didn't actually expect for something to happen. Oh, that's hilarious. That's, what if that is the case? That's honestly what I think. Like, oh crap, a real ghost. <laughs> a g- 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 ghost. I like we gotta get out of here, Scoob. Oh, <laughs> I think all except for this. I, I believe there are exceptions to every rule, but that. But in the majority of the time, what people call their dead relatives or their ancestors that they see, or what I would call familiar spirits, Familiars. which are extra-dimensional, not that they don't exist in our dimension, but they also exist in other dimensions, like maybe fifth, sixth, seventh dimensions. Yeah, I I can't really tell you because I only live in three and a half dimensions. (laughs) So, but this uh, person, this medium, freaks out. And Samuel ends up telling him that you know, you have sinned against God because you consulted a medium. And uh, he's like, you're an idiot. We told you not to do this, and this is exactly what you did. Wait, Samuel the ghost tells him that? I can't remember. I thought it was Saul that told him that. No, Samuel tells Saul that because Saul is the is... bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm thinking of Saul. I, was, I got my Saul's mixed up. So, I mean, this just goes to my, my personal beliefs that I don't believe we communicate with the dead. I believe we communicate with what I call familiar spirits that exist uh, across time. Like they really don't have the effects of time that we have, so they don't they don't die in time itself, and so they have been around and are familiar and being extra dimensional. I believe that they are able to be in physical places. Larger than we currently experience as people and are more knowledgeable than what current people can have. So what they do is they tell people about history and they mimic people who have died beforehand. And so I, I honestly think people are just deceived by these people pretending. So you don't think it was Samuel? 
actually, I do. This is the one time, like I said, I think there's exceptions to every rule. So in that case, ghosts do exist if we're going like biblically speaking, at least in, to some degree. Well, I get, I don't in know how to answer that question. the form of an apparition of a person who has been dead. I believe that people exist after life. Well said. On this earth. I'll just put it that way. Huh. So I've been you reading. You going to make a point. What? So you, you got all. Giddy. I just got excited. It, uh, no, it's not a good point. Um, I will say that right well, away. They never are, but I've been. <laughs> I love you. I've been reading Hyperion, and uh, I think Nathan's read that. Haven't you read? It? Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah, a D and D card? No. Wait. I mean, and, uh, could magic. Be. What? Magic card. The Shrike, which is like kind of the deity villain hero Shrek? creature. I'm not done with it yet, so don't ruin it for me. But like the the Shrike, which is this like. God thing? I don't know what it is yet. It's weird. It's yeah, but it exists outside of time, kinda. But or traveling backwards in time. I haven't figured that out. I think it's outside of time, but it can like move about in that same kind of manner you described. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's really. Have you read Hyperion? No, no, no. Oh, sorry, God, I would sad. agree that things do that. Yeah, but it moves about separately from time. In you guys are gonna hate me. In John dies at the end. Um, no, every time, even in the second Dude. season. Ah! And Hyperion came up a lot in the first season. Yeah, yeah, they did. Here they go in number. I didn't bring up Hyperion once in the first season. There they go. That was all you. I hadn't read it yet. All right, let's get the point. Maybe eventually he'll get to the sequel. Get on with it. Get on with it. So, uh, in John dies at the end. They talk about shadow beings. What the main, essentially the main antagonist in the series is this being this race of shadow creatures that we don't know what they are. Um, They're called shadow men. They have cigarette ash-looking eyes, like just really little embery burning eyes, and they exist outside of time, and they can affect... At one point, they threaten the main character by saying, we can kill you before you were born. Um, and they, when they do things like that, it makes it to where it never happened, because they're outside of time. Um, so if like they kill you, it just essentially creates a paradox, and you were never there. And people forget that you were there, because one character dies in the book. I'm not going to tell you which character. It's not John. John, because he not, dies at the <laughs> end. It's not John. Uh, but one character dies in the book, and you, the reader, knows that this character existed because they were there. But everybody else doesn't know that in the book because once the creatures killed him, like, he was just gone. And so from then on, it's really weird. It's jarring how they, how they write it. But, like, they refer, they don't even refer to him, but they all have the m- memories, like, there's like an empty space there. Anyway. It's Man, it's like Rupert Sheldrake with memories. Uh, I really like him because I'm currently reading the book that Nathan loaned me about uh, Science Set Free is the title of it. And I really enjoy it because it's honestly about what I believe, that science is very dogmatic and religious in its own sense, and it pushes against the truth of what is actually being revealed because they want a certain truth to be revealed, just like Capernaum believe that the universe was solar-centric as opposed to Earth-centric, and we now know that, well, actually, neither of those are true. The universe is centric around something we really don't know what it is. We don't know. I mean, we don't... Outside of our local group, we can only speculate. Actually, outside of the... Oh, here we go. Every time Seth, Seth leaves the every room. Every time. And he's Seth. like, it's not me every time. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no. What's going on is my dog's just busted through the door because he had to pee, and he always only 90% shuts the door instead of fully shutting it, and now my dogs are running amok. And both of Chase's dogs are huge and knock things over. They're like 70 to 80 pounds, 
One's a, a husky Catahoula, and the other one's a pit lab. So both decently muscular in their own right. And it's very annoying. Go away. Go away. <laughs> Go away. The other one diarrheaed twice in here yesterday. <laughs> Don't edit! Uh, it, leave it in. There's no gonna, reason. It's not offensive. It's Only a, edit offensive things. It's just not good We're not offensive anyway. But it's, it's got a funny scent in here. It's, it's I, it doesn't smell like poo, it's but it doesn't... It smells like poo cleaned up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like soapy poo. Seth's not in here, so we have to do what we have to do. I don't know. What okay. was I talking Just about? So outside of our, outside of our, okay, so we have the super group, which oh. is Lanny Akea. Yeah. And yeah. that's like the, the most, it's like our branch of the universe. It's shaped kind of like a Y, um, but like more flowy. And that's. Like Link's poo. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's called Lanny Akea. That's what they've named, the scientists that basically figured it out, named it. Uh, and that's our group. And we don't know much outside of that, really. We, we have a guess. As that we know what our pattern looks like, and if the pattern holds true, we have the kind of the idea that the universe looks like a, almost like a brain cell. Um, but we don't know what it, like, if the universe is orbiting anything, or if there's anything outside of what's there. We don't know how far it goes. We don't know anything. We just have a guess as to the weight of the universe. And even that's a guess. And we're also pretty sure that there are more dimensions that are not directly knowable then there are knowable. So we live in three and a half dimensions, which means the other six and a half dimensions are out there, but not recognized by our own species. So there is more out there that we don't know in our own dimensions. Not to say that we even fully comprehend our own three and a half dimensions. I was about to say, I don't think we fully comprehend ours, but definitely yeah, not. There's a really good episode of Rick and Morty that came out a couple weeks ago. So good! <laughs> Where my favorite show, uh, not really, my, but it's, it's... I don't know if it's my favorite it's or not, but it's favorite. really good. It's so good. Anyway, uh, where they accidentally split into multiple uh, continuities, and uh, a fourth dimensional being comes in and it's like, you broke your reality, we gotta fix it. And it's just really funny, because the fourth dimensional being experiences all of those fractured realities at once. Oh, right. And so that person, that creature is like talking to them all at the same time and responding to all of them at the same time. <laughs> and it's just, it was really funny and really well done too. It was like a really interesting look at fourth dimensional physics um, and just things like that. That's, that's kind of funny. The only people I really have a problem communicating with are the ones who think we know everything, which can be a religious person or a non-religious person because certainty, certain there are people who believe that Certainty they have the it enemy. all figured out. Like, yep, that's it. We got it figured out. The Earth was created in 6,000 years or nope. Evolution explains it all and there's nothing else to know. We just... It's a nihilistic view. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, those are the two types of people that I'm just like, I don't enjoy this conversation. Seth calls Zelda out of there. But yeah, no. Click it. Click These it. men are nihilists, Donnie. There you go. <laughs> They're cowards. They're cowards. We should, I think we should wrap. I think this thing is... Yep, now that Seth's back. Uh, thank should you for listening. Should we credit the second episode right now? No, I think we going. should come up with like an ending. Like we should segue out and then end it. Like, well, listeners, it's been another amazing week here at Black Mesa Radio. Not we like hope that, that you necessarily. It. What do you want then? I don't. Whatever. What you do you conclude want? Conclude it. Like, don't just end it. I should just be like, it. whatever, and that should end it. We, we no, a- that wasn't a suggestion. <laughs> just like the episodes in the '60s and '70s of television and radio. We have to come away with something. Like, this is what we learned today. Today I learned the end of an episode of South Park. Not as cheesy. I don't I know if that's how today. South Park works. I learned something today. 
I think today we should talk about being of an open mind, but not so open that your mind falls out. <laughs> no, I think there, I saw that on a church sign. <laughs> I don't know about so that. Coming, I haven't seen that. But there is one. There is a quote by an anonymous person. So it's just something that kind of floats around. They're wearing a V from a dead mask. Perhaps it's anonymous. So this guy Fox, <laughs> neck beard and fedora. That the only. Uh, bar to full understanding is believing that you already have the answer. Hmm. So believing that you already have the answer inhibits you from ever learning anything or going to the next step of understanding. I'm completely certain that I'm uncertain of everything. That's exactly what Socrates said. I am the wisest man alive because I know that I know nothing. Yep. I don't know. For me, I would say coming away from this episode is that... I might be schizophrenic, <laughs> but I do believe in ghosts. <laughs> I do believe in ghosts. I think that there is more to this reality than we can see, and I think that all more of our shared experiences, yeah, all of our shared experiences kind of go into that. I think that what Nathan said at the beginning, which is only one thing has to be real for it to be real. What would you say? Well, well actually, it's something that Chase said a long time ago. Which is? But I was just saying that there are so many stories. Well, Chase can probably say it. You want to say it? Exactly what Nate said at the beginning was... <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many stories out there and so many uh, con- concurring evidences that say either you know ghosts are real or UFOs are real. Only one of those stories has to be true for it to actually be real. True. True. So out of the millions upon millions of evidences... That people say they come encounter with a ghost, or perhaps, like even I concurred from you, Josh, that maybe you perhaps encountered an alien. Yeah, I I thought about that, but I wasn't, you know, it wasn't hundred percent. I I I think there are things out there that we don't understand. Dude, and to, I have way more alien stories. <laughs> so that's not. Have to those today. We could do a whole episode about. You that. have more alien stories. I have than UFO ghost stories. No, 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 no. I'm saying like left to tell. Oh, okay. I not was... as in like I have more. No, I have definitely have more ghost stories. I was about to say we could so, do a, we could do another entire episode. On we should just do another paranormal episode. Stories. Why not? We can make this a two parter. Yeah, yeah. I also to wanted to continued. talk about. I also want to talk about pan-dimensional travelers, which there's. I've read pan-dimensional a por- travelers. No, people from other dimensions. I read a ton pandas of articles about dimensions. it over the last couple of weeks. Pandas from other dimensions. Panhandlers. Panhandlers. Dude, pandas suck. Can we just eliminate them? Yeah. Thank what you. Do they yeah, oh my gosh. I hate them so, so much. Black Mesa Radio. Can we, just, can we come out and say that Black Mesa Radio is against pandas? No. Three One quarters of Black Mesa Radio. Three quarters radio. of Black Mesa Radio. Come on. It's against pandas. I'm holding out. Nathan, pandas are terrible. So I'm explain why pandas are terrible. Really they quick. are an entirely useless species. If not for human intervention, they would have gone extinct on their own, even without, like, you know, the influence of human pollution and stuff. A hundred years Logging ago. They're so bright, freaking they're adorable. black and white in an all-green environment. <laughs> makes them very vulnerable to predators. They eat food. They're not their vulnerable bodies. to predators because, goddammit, the, they're badass. <laughs> they, eat their, they eat food that they can't physically digest. They, they don't, don't even know how to have sex. They don't mate. Purple, like, they are meant to die. Yeah. <laughs> and we waste so much money so on conservation much. for them when really they just want to die. Like Honestly. Like, they wouldn't care. Give, that's probably true dead. for a lot of humans, Give support too. to the oh, rhinos or the elephants, Ooh. animals that actually m- matter in some way. <sighs> that's racist. Shut up. <laughs> that's a, okay, 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 okay. So, Nathan, what you learned today, Seth? 
What'd you learn? Let's end it. What did I learn? What'd you Seth, learn? you go first. Okay. Um, I didn't learn much because I knew a lot of these <laughs> stories already. What can I you learned infer? that Seth isn't. <laughs> I'm oh just gosh. being honest. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I didn't know that was something that we did. Learn stuff? We just talked about how we're going to start doing this. Doing what? Was I. Like talking about like a rounding, roundabout ending. Right. What's your takeaway? What's your takeaway from The takeaway. That's what we'll call it. The takeaway. Okay. Nathan. I just want to say, I don't know how much I learned because (laughs) I already kind of believe in ghosts, but I just want to say that if there there are demons out there, then surely there are angels. If there are negative entities out there, then surely there are positive entities. And it may be someone that's in the room with you, and it may be you. Maybe you need to be a positive entity. But if you're listening today... Have faith and believe and know that there, there, the positivity is out there. It's not just negative, and that you can be the one to perpetuate that in your own reality. I like Amen. it. That's a good this idea. has been Black Mesa Podcast. We love you. Thank you for listening. Oh my gosh. Next week. That's 